0: If you can stop talking for 10 seconds that would be fantastic. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit You want to start podcasting genius?
1: Looking over their calendar, you know, it's just there's a holiday every day now. Take uh, October 2nd for example. October 2nd is Custodian's Day. I didn't know that, you know. I have a friend who's a janitor, and I called him to ask him about that. And right there, that was my first mistake. Saying the J word, janitor. He got very upset, with him, you know. He told me he's like, dude, I'm in the custodial arts, all right. It's called Custodian's Day for a reason. Custodian this, custodian that. I to be like, bro, you
2: don't even have custodian of your own kids, you know? Hello, and welcome to Carnival Personnel Sideshow. I'm Jacques. Uh, this is Biff. And uh, today, Biff and I, uh, we have no Joe because he's doing the absolutely gut-wrenching. He sent me the photos. I have a tear in my eye just thinking of it. He packed up the lucium and uh it's just the man it, cave yeah it's it's it, it is tough but uh to bring a ray of sunshine into our world uh in this in this foray into stand-up comedy as joe has so so politely asked me not to do <laughs> 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 um I, I i've run across a, a couple folks who uh, you know are 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 fun people and are funny and uh, you know I've asked a bunch of them to come on the podcast all of them have been smart enough to say no uh, <laughs> except for except for my friend Mike uh, who's joining us now uh say hello to the nice people Mike
1: how's it going people on the podcast world this is I'm I'm breaking my podcast cherry. This is the worst <laughs> thing to say. I see it every time a first timer comes up to a microphone, and I just did it. So I'm going good already.
2: Yeah. So, so, <laughs> um, I, I met Mike a couple months ago doing, um, doing the stand-up at the safe in Lowell, which I can't believe it was around for a little bit and I, you know right down the street I'm driving an hour of Biff to like Worcester once or twice a week and then and then somebody up there is like oh I was at a open mic in Lowell last week. I'm like wait what? No there's no open mics in Lowell. <laughs> there's there's no basement in the Alamo. Um Come to find out there was, and uh, and 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 Mike's been there for a while, so we're just going to get right into it, Mike. How the hell did you fall into the comedy world? Um, I've been
1: doing comedy now for uh, I say about like a year and a half. Um, I started a while ago before that, too, but it just consisted of me. Like, getting drunk and getting, like, blackout drunk and hopping on the train, <laughs> making an ass out of myself at open mics. And that lasted, like, a month or two. So, I don't really count that. I think that was in, like, 2015. Something like that. But, yeah, I've been out of consistently for, like, a year and a half now.
2: And and you're a Lowell native?
1: Yeah, yeah. Born and raised in Lowell. I live at Drake
2: It now. Oh, sh- humble brag yeah uh, <laughs> i know uh did you go to lowell high or the phone? no
1: i graduated from lowell adult education <laughs> that is the GED course yeah
2: you know and this now i hey, feel at like- least you finished come on yeah i know yeah uh as chris rock calls it the good enough degree Exactly. Um, so, so, so Mike, like, like you just, wh- cause I know why I, I'm trying to embarrass myself and seek approval of strangers a couple nights a week and dank holes in the wall. But, but what's the catalyst for you? Did you, were you like the funny guy at school, the funny guy at the office, the funny guy in the family? What, what made you say, you know what? Yeah, I see these guys on the HBO specials and I think I can do that.
1: Um, I guess, yeah, and no, I mean, I guess I was always kind of funny or trying to be funny. I guess uh, I look back at it now. I wasn't always as maybe aware or self-aware as I should be. I don't know. I would kind of make an ass of myself or make other people the butt of jokes. It wasn't necessarily nice, but yeah, I don't know. I was always searching for a laugh. You know, I'm not saying I was like bully or anything or, you know, but yeah, I was always seeking that approval. I don't know. It feels good making people laugh. I don't know. That's the way I always explain it. It's like when you get that reaction, I don't know. It's a good feeling.
2: And the first time you went up, br- break down like the day you went from thinking about going to a mic and actually going to a mic and putting your name on the list.
1: Oh, God. It went bad. It was <laughs> real bad. Um, like I said, it's the thing people always do. But the first thing I did when I went up there is I compared it to having sex. You know, oh, uh, this is my first time. What else did I say? Something about it not even lasting the five minutes and uh <laughs> something like that. I forget, too. It was awful, though. And I'm sure uh people humored me <laughs> and fucking, right. I don't know. It didn't go that bad that I wanted to quit. But then again, also, I was, like I said, I was drinking at the time. I'm <laughs> sober now, except for good old marijuana. But I used to drink a lot. I used to do a lot of drugs. I was addicted to drugs for... For very many years, uh, that that first time though, did
0: you like you know you had that expect you know I'm gonna go do this, and then as soon as you step on stage or whatever, I mean, what what was the thing that really surprised you the most? It's like this didn't go the way I expected because kind of a thing. Is there something that you, well, you know, what was the biggest lesson you learned? I guess in that first you know uh, stage, uh, uh, event, um,
1: preparation basically, and yeah. I don't know. What I thought I had, I definitely didn't have. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I was a, I was a drugged out weirdo, you know. So I just had notebooks of ramblings. Like, oh my god, I'm just delusional, you know. It's like I've got to have hours of material here, you know. Fucking what's five minutes, Jesus? You
2: know? Do you do you remember the first show that you did that you you drove home and you were like, I fucking did it i killed it i this was great Uh, this is something i can actually do do you remember when it was and why you think it went so well that time um yeah
1: i can kind of remember it was a it was an open mic in uh this town is right around it's bill ricka the town that there's a jail in and uh, that was really like the first mic i went to that's where i met the kid uh ren who uh runs the safe mic and a bunch of the people i still chill with to this day but yeah there's a jail in the town and i went up there and i'd been there a few times before and there's like a bunch of all local people there i don't know the folk and i get up there and try to remember exactly what i said but i was like oh i like coming to ricka you know my dad's from ricka so when i come down here i get to see him but you know we don't talk a lot and he doesn't really communicate well you know it's tough to communicate well but behind that Inch thick glass that we have to speak <laughs> through. <you know? laughs> but I remember that, like, I don't know, in a town that, fuck, probably half the people there fucking work at the jail or have someone there who does, and that like killed. And I was like, oh shit! So this is like, yeah, I think I can do this kind of.
2: And, and was that this time around? Like, like in the last year and a half since <laughs> you've been doing it consistent?
1: Yeah, yeah, that yeah it was probably
2: few months in yeah that's great and what what is the best absolute bombing like and you knew you were gonna bomb and and you're like you know what this is just gonna go sideways but i'm just gonna stand up here for my five and 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 do it oh um i
1: don't know i've done a few roast battles and those are tough like i've won some and lost some but then again, like I don't know, going up there, you're losing. So there's like a competition thing either way. So like, right. a you could be bombing, and then b you're gonna get not chosen to move on to, or win. <laughs> oh, you know, so it's right. like a double strike. You know, but that's so, that's yeah.
0: a different mentality, right? That's a completely different animal, right? Because you're like you're really reacting, right? You don't you can't really prepare, right? Because like you, no, you might not even know who the other
1: guy is right so not exact exactly that right. exactly that in the way we did it it was sort of like a bracket type thing wow, so like yeah if Ooh, you do tough. win and move on you know you're like feeling good you're like yeah here we go and then you're like fuck i have no material and that's kind of <laughs> what is this guy that's kind of exactly got, what happened
0: yeah i got nothing on this guy here
1: you know yeah no it was it was this girl wow. Emma, who she won the whole thing, and she, oh. yeah, mopped the floor with me, and yeah, that didn't feel great, yeah. But <laughs> she's awesome.
0: And I wasn't I mean, prepared. You, and yeah, you know, it's, it's like you know what they say in the playoffs, right? Like you know, if you if you lose to the eventual Super Bowl winner, I you know what? We lost to the Super Bowl winner, you know? Yeah, exactly, It's us read really yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, have you, uh, and, and everybody's had this, Mike, do you have a joke that you just worked on, you workshop that you just, oh, man, this is awesome, that just never landed? And, and and on the other hand, have you had like a throwaway, something that's a bridge, a segue, kind of something off the cuff, you know what I mean, kind of an aside, that just killed
1: Um I'm sure I do shit. I started thinking about the second one more, but um yeah, there was all sorts of yeah, there's one one specific that I was trying to hammer in there and fucking people hated it. <laughs> I kept trying to do it. People of a certain age like it. So it was this joke about there's a Patriots player, his name is uh Raekwon McMillan, and he's like years 2023 he's like a 25 year old man so obviously he was named after the wu-tang clan member of raekwon and i went on about that Have either of you guys ever heard of immortal technique nah no no nah. see this is why the joke did hard <laughs> <laughs> but he has a song it was an early 2000s song and it's a storytelling rap song it's called dance with the devil about this guy who wanted to join a gang and he was like an orphan And basically, long story short, the gang makes him rape a woman on the side of the road. This is a very popular song for people from the age 25 to 35, I'd say. And um, I don't know, at the end of the song, the the big like the sixth sense ending of it is the character's name, Billy Jacobs. And the line in the rap song is, oh, what the fuck is it? I was there with Billy Jacobs and I raped his mom too because it's like the guy who was telling the story was part of the gang the whole time. It's a, I shouldn't have even got into this, but that (laughs) was the point of the story. See, the problem with me in front of any people who were under 20 or over 40, they're like, is this guy talking about raping someone's mother (laughs) on stage? And then, like, a few 25, 30 year old people would be like, reacting decently in the back. And then I just realized one day I'm like, oh, this isn't worth it. Like like, (laughs) the few people who do get it, it's not a good proportion.
0: See, like the problem with me is that um you know I you know I listen to two kinds of music, um heavy and metal. And so (laughs) and so you know I I've heard of the you know uh of of the act, but I cannot name a song by them, you know, like if I'm held at gunpoint, if they hold my you know my child at gunpoint, I won't be able to name
1: a song by them, so yeah. he was of the era of Limewire and stuff where you would go download an MP3 that would say Dance with the Devil, Dodge, and a bunch of other stuff yeah. early 2000s. But I was very into metal too, and still am, I was into everything, man.
2: So so the age you are now I mean who what is your demographic cuz you 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 I mean the, every age is an awkward age for for a comic you're either too young you're too old you're too in the middle you know what I mean you're you're not the de- you know you're not the middle aged dad guy but you're not the kid coming out of high school you know when you're writing stuff are, are do you have a demographic or you know in your head or is it are you just pretty much writing for yourself and it's like uh, hey, this might be an evergreen that's across the board that a young old person gets, or am I niching myself into, uh, you know, a, a certain demographic here?
1: Wow, I really don't know. <laughs> I never thought of it like that. I don't know. I thought of it in the sense where it's like, oh, a lot of these people at the mics are either like ten years younger than me or ten years older than me. Like I don't know. There are some. I'm thirty five. But like, I don't know. I also am like a year and a half in comedy and like most people a year and a half in comedy should be, are like 20 something years old. Like I should have been saying, oh yeah, let's, let's do this, you know, fucking. So I feel weird about it that way, but that's not even really like the audience I'm talking to. I'm just talking about my peers. But I, I
0: gotta say though, you know, I salute you. You know, I, I don't think the age matters. The, the fact that you jumped in there and you know is and doing it, I mean, you know, I that takes a lot of, a lot of things, <laughs> a lot of balls, and a lot of courage, and a lot of you know preparation and a lot of time. I mean, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, age is age, right? But I mean, you know, totally salute you for going jumping into it, man.
2: Uh, you know, it's funny when I go to these mics. In my head, it's funny when I write something. I'm like, okay, this is definitely a Tom Papa joke. This is definitely a. a... A Jim Gaffigan. This is definitely an Anthony Jesselneck. Like in my head, sometimes it's a cadence. When you're writing, Mike, is there, are there certain comics that like, you, you, not like that you're borrowing from, but that if you were going to be lumped in with three or four comics, maybe they're not your favorite comics, but your cadence, your delivery, your style. Are there some people that you would say, okay, yeah, I'm kind of in this box. I'm kind of in that box. You know what I mean?
1: Um. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I try to really write good jokes. Like I don't know, some people are really gifted storytellers, and I wish I was like that. But I really like people like I love David Tell. David Tell is one of the best. I try to yeah listen to him a lot because I don't know when I listen to him, it's like he can still say whatever he wants, but it's in the formula of a setup and punchline and tag and he can I don't know, he's just one of the best, I think. I try to emulate him kind of.
2: Um shit. Is there a comic out there that's huge? It's a household name that you're like, that fuck? Nothing he or she has ever said is funny. I don't get it, but <laughs> Hey yeah. that's not a nice thing to say about Dane Cook. <laughs> oh. You're, I mean, you, you know, I know people say that all the time. When, when my management, uh, first came out to L.A., you know, Biff, we were, she hadn't moved out yet, and we, I picked her up at, I picked her up at at, at LAX, and we drove straight to Vegas. She had no idea we we're taking her to Vegas for a couple of days. You at one, I know people shit on that guy. At one point, on the road, I I had to pull over because it hurt. You know, it was like his 2003 album or whatever. So. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, you know, give him crap and, and I can see why. But dude, I'm telling you, I will always think favorably about Dane Cook because that it will it will flash me back to that <laughs> moment when Ellen and I are driving. And, and on and it's like there there's there is is now it, it's become part of our lexicon. If Ellen and I will say Oh, back in the day should be like, Oh, you mean on Wednesday? Because that was part of, you know, that was a riff that he had in there, but there's still nibbets from that road trip that we pull out. But, but, but what about you, Mike, is there a comic that you're like, Oh my God, how is that person huge? I don't get it.
1: Uh, yeah, I hate to give like a stereotypical answer, but there's like a, whole economy based on making fun of brendan shaw <laughs> which obviously <laughs> i would never do because he's like a, a 275 pound <laughs> piece of like carved stone heavyweight ufc fighter and yeah, none you of these people saying it online would ever say it to his face <laughs> nor would i but yeah man it's pretty rough watching his shit. yeah
2: now, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I do. I get that sometimes. And and is there are, are there people you're like, oh man, I can't do that. That's not my thing, but that guy's fucking great. Like, like for me, I mean it, it i start when I started doing comedy in LA in the nineties, I was I was pretty kind of kind of an Anthony Jessel neck like, you know, Derek uh Derek Carr. I almost said Derek Carr. Derek Carr? Uh uh, what's his face? Uh Jimmy Carr. Uh the, the English guy, who's kind of like Anthony yeah. Jeselnik, but oh, he, right, 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 right,
0: right, but right, but,
2: yeah. but with the English accent, it yeah. doesn't sound as horrible. And now, <laughs> and now, in a million years, I wouldn't pull any of that off, or want to pull any of that off. But but those are guys I look at, and I'm like, oh man, that's just beautiful. Like the way they craft that, like like Anthony Jeselnik. The awful things that he says in just such a brilliant way, sometimes, like you know, I'm like, man, I will always have envy for that guy. Well, that that guy is just great at that misdirection, right? I mean, he
0: kind of he leads you in that one direction, and then suddenly he takes a turn, and you know, it, they just you know, but, but you know it. the
2: turn's coming, and you, you know, know the turn is coming. It's, gonna horrible, it's going to be horrible, and yeah, you know, you it's, know it's going to be awful. Yeah. yeah. But you you are never prepared no, for, that's the thing. for yeah. exactly how hard a return and yeah. how awful it is. And you want to shower after each joke because you feel dirty yeah. for laughing. Yeah. But, nah. but 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 yeah. you got you got a guy like that, Mike, that you, you just you just look at and you're like, Oh man, that's not my style, that's not me, but that guy fucking is great. No one that came to mind in
1: particular, but just like really great storytelling comics like i remember seeing some specials of once again no one's like coming to mind but just like people form little mini specials out of just one bit you know 25 30 minute stories some people do and it's like holy shit like i could never fucking
2: you know no when they do those those guys i mean It's funny. We we had a comic on our podcast a little while ago, a a woman named uh, uh, Sally, Sally Mullen. She has a special on Amazon called Sleazy Does It. I went to see her. uh, She was emceeing a show in L.A. a few months ago. And I man, there was a guy who started off and the premise was okay, And his opening bit wasn't weak. But what he did is he reverse engineered it back to the beginning, which made the slow start. I mean, he intentionally sandbagged the beginning of the set. You <laughs> nice. know what I'm saying? I mean, he didn't nice. come out trying to throw a haymaker. Yeah. He came out not with a miss, but kind of it's like eh, kind of. But he worked the entire 15 minute set back. Backwards you know what I mean And he worked backwards to the beginning And about halfway Through the set I'm like This fucking motherfucker Right here like you could see yeah. Him doing it, it was yeah. like You know it, it was literally like You know Matt Damon And, and uh doing the math Problem on the board. <laughs> you know what I mean it's like How about them apples? This fucker right Here and then it's like after I was talking to Sally I'm like Oh, God, he's great. She's like, he does that shit all the time. He does that shit all the fucking time where it's like he just takes you for a ride. And, and, and before you know it, 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 you turn here, you turn there. But as you're pulling back into the starting point, you're like, holy shit, that it was absolutely, you know, absolutely brilliant. Um, No, I I, I really like smart comedy. Uh, Mike, what is the thing? that you think you do best, and what is the thing you're like, God, I, I, in a year, I got to get better at this?
1: Um, Just doing more off-the-cuff stuff. Like, I can come up with some quick off-the-cuff stuff, but it doesn't always land, you know? I guess I got to try to make that filter in my head better. I mean, there is, like... A part that you just want to be unfiltered, but then also you got to realize what's going to work or not, you know. And
2: and, and what are the kinds? Okay, I I, I guess this is a, a cliche thing, but if we're having a conversation in a year, two years, do you have? Are you doing this kind of? Hey, let's see where this goes, or are you like? I kind of would like to be doing this at this point. I would kind of like to be here at that point. Do you have Um, a map or a plan?
1: Not really. No, I don't have a plan. I mean, shit, it was weird with like two years ago thinking, oh, we might all have to think of different ways to get money and shit. But um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the dream is I'd like to make a living off this. I don't know how feasible that is but i mean yeah we all have delusions of Granger too <laughs> i'd like to fucking even though the tonight show don't mean shit anymore but yeah i want to go up and fucking do a set on the tonight show or have a netflix special but i mean we all have
2: you know what what's funny is cuz cuz you know ev- everybody knows the the guys who have the the netflix specials which used to be the hbo specials and the touring guys but you know what's what's a lot of people don't realize is, you know, and, and we had a guy like this on the podcast a couple months ago. There's these guys that make decent, you know, six figure incomes, being big local guys, being you know, um, yeah. you, you know, and it's kind of funny. Like my sister turned me on to this one guy. I I, I hope we have him on, you know, the podcast. I had talked to him a while ago. A guy named Steve Bork, and. Yeah, yeah. In my sister's summit, like a Knights of Columbus fundraiser for the Girl Scouts, like two, three years ago, she ended up. Uh, he ended up putting out a book. I ended up buying his book, and you know nothing to do about comedy. It was, but it was funny. It, it was really. Uh, and then I came to town. I was visiting, and she took me to see him. This is a guy who. You know, I I don't think he's ever done a national thing. You know, I don't think he's, you know, done a last comic standing, all this kind of stuff. But you look at his website and he does corporate gigs. Yeah, yeah. he does other. But he's constantly busy. And, you know, I, I, you know, having got to know him a little and talk to him, I mean, he's a single dad supporting a family of five, you know, on on 90 percent. New England stuff. And then this guy that you know, Biff and I talked to on the podcast. Uh, again, again, Mike, somebody I met doing um, Greg Bogus' uh, Mondo Comedy. He, he had this guy named Jim Colton on. And what was really funny, Biff and I have Jim Colton on, and I don't know if, if that name pops with you. Again, he's a guy who's been doing comedy for 30 years. Uh, his bread and butter is he does like one cruise a month, like a, a one, wow. five, six-day yeah. cruise a month. Yeah. But if you his website jimwatt.com, com, you follow him Jim Watt on Instagram, and he's. On a Tuesday night, like a couple of weeks ago, a Tuesday night, he's doing some outside show down in like situate, you know? And it's like, you know, still doing all all those grinds. The, here's a fucked up thing, Mike. We went to college at the same place at the same time. Our cross never passed, but he had a hockey jersey uh he had a hockey jersey in the back of his office. I'm like, oh, what's that? He goes, Oh, it's my old high school thing. You know, I played high school hockey at Bedford. I'm like, oh. Well, we must have played against each other and then talk. Anyways, but but do you do you see something like that as an option for yourself, being one of those, uh, you know, guys, you know, once a month, Greg Bogus has a headliner, you know, come through mill number five, come through the Lunar Theater, and it's always a Boston legend, like a Steve Bork, like a Jim, you know, Jim Colton. Uh, last month, it was Tony V, a guy who's been, you know, a Boston club headliner since 82, You know what I mean? And and these are guys doing it for 40 years, making real decent livings. Is that something you see for yourself? Or do you see the Netflix special?
1: um, I don't plan on moving anytime soon. I mean, (laughs) it might be my towny fucking mentality, but I've talked to friends like around the scene or, you know, whatever. And it's like, Oh dude, we got to move. You got to move. Like, don't you want to do this? Don't you want to move? And it's like, I mean, yeah, it'd be great. Like, the thing you think of is either, like, L.A. or New York. But we're around, like, a top five city in the nation. And we're within driving distance from New York and Philly and then Jersey and fucking Connecticut. Like, all the big Northeast shit we're within a day trip of, you know? So, if I did want to branch out my wings, if I get better, I don't need to move really i don't think i mean no i connections
2: and yeah no i don't think like i said all those guys didn't move and you know i mean and i think the net makes it a lot how about the net i did not put that on my list but how do you feel about putting your stuff out there i've seen some of your stuff on like instagram and stuff do you how comfortable do you feel like putting your bits online i mean do you feel like hey that's you know on one hand it gets me exposure people know i'm a funny motherfucker but on the other hand it's like yeah that's my best bit you know i mean who's gonna (laughs) come see me if i put that out there
1: yeah true i mean i don't think i've done that really if i have um i don't know i don't even record all my sets really like i don't know sometimes I'm a dummy and I'm up there like, Oh, I got to look at my notes and all my notes are in my phone. And it's like, yeah, how am I recording myself now? <laughs> so like if I did do something <laughs> on stage that was good last week, I maybe didn't get it, but um, yeah, I don't know. That's always a weird thing to think about too. And then if you want to put the crowd work up, do it. But everyone puts up crowd work. I mean, if it's like some killer shit that works, but then again, just some random crowd work is like, man, I wouldn't want to put it up.
2: Uh, how how are you with crowd work? Where, where, where do you rank that as far as one of your tools? Is it one of your is it one of your more go to resources in the toolbox? Is it something that you want to go to more or want to go to less? Where, where do you, where do you put your crowd work in your repertoire?
1: It's okay. I'm not that strong at it. I can do it if the right opportunity like is there but it's something i definitely need to work on more
2: you know that that's what kills me it's like uh, two of the last three headliners that greg bogus had his mondo comedy dude they're doing 40 minute sets 10 minutes of of material 30 minutes of just freeforming it just wrapping yeah, it around it
0: wow that's yeah that's that's something
2: yeah. And, and look, they, they, they got their go to this, you know, hey, what do you do for right. a living? I do this. Well, they got the stock answers. But at the same time, you know, I, I mean, it, it, one of one of Greg's Mondo comedies, one of the first two or three back, and look, everything was slow coming out of the pandemic. People didn't know the shows were back up and running. People weren't ready to go out to shows. I mean, the last two shows that Greg had absolutely packed, like like standing room only, packed. It was great. Oh, by the way, were you there? Were you there last month, Mike? Because because uh, praise went up.
1: Uh, no, I wasn't. And I would have loved to see that praise. Dude, awesome.
2: oh, it's I was really so good. pissed at him, dude. I, I didn't know who the hell that guy was like, he, he, no, he got off stage. And this is uh, if this is a this is a kid. He just he's a funny kid. And I've seen him five, six, six, seven times. He co-hosted one of the mics that, you know, Mike and I did funny yeah. guy. Holy shit. This night. And I said, I, I'm like, praise. I have no idea what the fuck you ate for dinner, <laughs> but eat a lot more of that you motherfucker. I mean, he fucking killed absolutely 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 killed you know Uh, but those but but those shows mike packed but the first couple shows coming back out of the pandemic we're talking eight people in that room 10 people but there was one you know i uh blanking on his name old guy i mean we're talking and and biff that's me saying old guy (laughs) you know and and he had nothing to work with but 40 minutes of of free-forming, crowd work with eight people in the room and fucking killed it. Just, wow. yeah. just, and my and my buddy Joe and I, um, uh, one of the other co-host of the show, Mike, is somebody I've been doing comedy projects with off and on since like early early nineties. Um, written a lot of scripts together, produced maybe I don't know fifty episodes of a sketch comedy show, all this stuff. Uh, and we're sitting there watching this, and it's like. Holy crap. Um, Mike, do you have a process? Do you have a, okay, I got to write, I got to do this, or, you know, I mean, do you not have a process? Do you have a process? Do you just have a notebook or your phone next to you that you just record ideas, or do you carve out time X number of times a week to just refine old stuff, work on new stuff?
1: Um. I mean, I do and I don't have a process. It's all usually through my phone. I do. I've bought a notebook. I've been trying to write more in a notebook. But then again, I just leave them at places. Like, I've (laughs) lost so many notebooks already. I can imagine only who finds those notebooks with just random thoughts about um, and shit. <laughs> Who knows what else?
2: I mean, but, is somebody um, finding one of your notebooks thinking, "Man, some funny motherfucker left this behind," or is like, "Oh my god, let's hope this guy doesn't vote." You do know? I yeah, need exactly. to talk? Do yeah.
0: I need to call
1: Homeland Security? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly that.
2: You know, because there's been times like. You know, we've all done it. You're falling asleep, and you think, "Oh my God, I'm gonna get up and work on this," and and then you don't. You can't remember. But then there's those times when I've kept a notebook next to the bed, and I've written stuff in it, and I get up in the morning, and I'm like, "What the fuck was this? (laughs) Like, like is this a? I've never done drugs, but I'm like." maybe i have you know what i mean i mean mean, is this a fever what the fuck were you talking about to myself let alone some poor fuck who picks it up and and sees it you know
3: (laughs) Uh, because
2: i thought that like recently i i I have a stack of index cards and i i I ended up dropping in the car but for like two days i'm like did i leave it at one of the two places i did and who the hell's gonna look at these, you know, what, it's just the name of the bits. It's just the name of the bits and maybe one keyword to trigger something. And I'm like, who's going to look at that and say, oh my God, we got to get, we got to find this person. They need help. They need to be on a watch list. Uh, but, but, but Going forward, when when you talk about, like, not having a plan but kind of having some goals, do you got a 15-minute set in you? Do you got two 15-minute sets in you? Like, what, what do you have now that, like, if you had to go up for the, the fate of the free world rested on you doing 15 great minutes somewhere and then you had to turn around and do 15 different minutes somewhere else, do you have those? Are you working on those? Where are you with that? Yeah, I could do the fifteen. The second fifteen could
1: probably get accomplished, but wouldn't be great. (laughs) I mean, thirty minutes is a lot of time. A few times before, and it's worked out well.
2: You know, and 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 I'll leave this part in, or I'll edit it out. Like usually, you know, when we've had comics on, like I come in with like a minute of their material and go out with a couple minutes of the material. If, if you feel comfortable doing that. And if you do, if you do without saying anything, but, um, uh, you know, that would give anything away. Uh, uh, I, I'll, I'll just say division three, uh, power forward. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, every fucking time I hear that, I'm like, Oh fuck this guy. That cause it, you paint, I see at the end of the joke kind of what you build to. I see somebody showing up at a, at a dorm room and then <laughs> and, and, and then your whole other thing. It's like I use the J word, you know, and, and, and like last night when you uh, when you did that at uh, especially at, at, at coffee, dude, that 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 got a huge laugh in that room. That, that got a huge laugh in that room last night when you when you when, when, when you did that whole bit so I don't know if you feel good but 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 yeah, Mike does. I would and
1: yeah I'd do that yeah and I actually I taped the set from coffee so I think I could send that to you with that one at least I'd have to look if I have I don't know if I have the, the well we, we got role. a
2: couple we, we got a couple weeks so, you know this will drop a week from this Monday but you know those those and it's funny so so Biff I told you know, I, I I told I I told Mike, you know, really honestly, when we are going back in text, like you know, last week, you know, I'm I'm so painfully new to this, but at the same time, I'm not, you know, I I, I did, <laughs> right. I, you know, I I did stand yeah, up, yeah. In, in, you know, in the '90s, and I've just been around, and I've worked on TV shows and all this shit. Even I'm like a coach, um, you know, those who can do, those who can't teach. I'm <laughs> I'm a, you know, right. and, yeah. and 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 I honestly told Mike. You know what I'm gonna say now to in and you know in front of him and, and hope I don't embarrass him. There's only about ten percent of people that I see that I'm like, keep with this. You know what I mean? You 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 are on to something here. I I would never tell anybody to stop. I'm not Joe, um, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, told you to stop, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, there are there are some people and, 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 and you right. know, Mike will tell you there's some people who dude, you fucking drove an hour to get here. You've been waiting an hour and 20 minutes to go up. You get up there and you're either too stoned. And and I can't tell you how many people get up there. It's like, dude, I'm too stoned. I don't know what I was going to say. I'll talk about this for a minute. And I'm like, dude, you really you you have so little going on in your world that you sacrifice three to four hours of your night to do this for two minutes and then say, yeah, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? (laughs) But but there are, you know, and there's people who have well-constructed <clears throat> jokes there are people who have you know and there are and i'm gonna say last night between the two places that mike and i were together uh this coffee shop called coffee and cotton inside Mill number five in Lowell, and then we we, we yeah. pulled the double header went to another state biff because that's our fucking commitment level you know bogus's and- thing and nope, no, nope, nope. This was uh, the you know, bogus is a book thing, but another open mic, 45 minutes okay. away in Manchester and another 20 guys. And out of out of like I'm dead serious, the 20 guys at one and the 15, 20 people at the other, there's four or five people. I'm like, OK, I hope this person in a year keeps slogging through, keeps keeps going right, to right. the fucking horrible mics, keeps bombing at places that no matter how good they are this isn't their audience but they but they put in the time and get their cadence and they get their pacing and they work through right. this and mike is one of those guys there's 10 percent of people are like yep they, they got the material they got the voice they got the cadence they got this they're putting the pieces together i see where it's going there's about another 10 percent it's like okay it's a Lego set. Everything's in that box, and it can it can be something. Right, uh, right, right. But my guess, Mike is. Mike is in that 10% of people I've been seeing over the last, like, five, six months. And I'm like, yeah, it, it sucks. Everything about doing this at this level <laughs> sucks. You know, uh, the best day of doing it, it sucks because you, you drove. You, you, you had to schl- you know, go through, like, 15 people. You, it's a school night. It's a job night. It's all of these things, but, but he definitely has a, the material, you know, which, which is, you know, you can, you know, I, there's a couple guys who have fucking presence, who have personality, who have those things ain't funny. Uh, Then there's some people who, dude, that, that person's a great comedy writer. That person should be in a room writing comedy for other people. And then there, and then there's, you know, the people like Mike and also, you know, Mike has a skill set, and I I do not have this skill set. I've seen Mike host a show. That's probably Uh, hard. Mike, how hard was it when you got up and you were hosting at Safe? uh,
1: I want to just thank you, man. Thank you for saying that. That all means a lot. Coming from someone funny as you are, dude, that means – the world man he's Thank lying
2: look look mike <laughs> biff, <laughs> biff has known me for 25 years biff has been on more eight hour car rides through the desert listening to my show he knows how funny i ate so so thanks for trying but you ain't fooling anybody no but when you host it that's a different muscle altogether. that's a different energy and you did well i mean what did you prepare to do it or were you just free-forming it that night
1: i was just kind of winging it i mean Ren, Ren's always like grabbing up co-hosts lately, but Ren does an excellent job at it. And I had tried it before. I really, I thank you for saying that. I don't think I'm the best host. I don't know. You can tell by my voice right now, I'm not really the most kind of monotone and I'm not the most energetic, you know? And sometimes when I think of hosts, I think of that, you know, getting the people up. But I mean, I try to like go up there and just try to riff on what the last person said, really, you know, and that's, how I think I can kind of do good at it, but
2: yeah, no, I I mean, like I said, it's a different skill and there's some people again, my friend Sally, she is one fucking hell of a standup. I saw her MC a show. I had no idea how funny she was, you know, I, I mean, I've seen her stand up. I've actually worked on comedy, a, a sketch comedy thing with her, but when I saw her hosting and she did exactly that, she's, she's pulling 10, 15 seconds out of the last person's bit, you know, workshopping it, turning around, making something of it before calling the next person up. Dude, and she, and that was – she had like 15 people go up. That's a fucking skill and a half. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, Mike, uh, how you, – you so the places you went last night, you, your regulars there, you go out three or four. How often do you try to go to a mic you don't know anybody or that you haven't been before to kind of get out of a comfort zone?
1: I got to do that a lot more. Um, New mics pop up here and there too. Like I think I was telling you, there's a great new one on Tuesdays that I'm sometimes able to double up on, but I really need to do that more. The great thing about where we live, I mean, it's not that great uh, being in Lowell. It's
2: not the greatest, but (laughs) how how dare you? How dare you, sir? How dare you?
1: It is a city, but we are luckily, I always say Lowell's, 40 minutes away from everything, you know? So there is a good scene out West in Worcester and it really takes 40, 45 minutes to go there. Manchester is a really fucking awesome scene. I used to go up to Manchester, like wow, three, four nights a week just to hit mics. Like they have mics four nights a week up there and that's 40 minutes away. And Boston is 30, 40 minutes away. South Shore is a little further than that. But yeah,
2: I mean, so it's funny. You mentioned Worcester because so. Uh, you know, I, uh, during the pandemic, my, my buddy Joe and I were looking, you know, for open my or just before the pandemic, uh, because, you know, long story short, I, I, I've already told Mike and, and Biff know. Well, Biff's gone to some of the sports events I've done that I was yeah, telling you about, yeah. you know, my I mean, it's like we, Biff, you know, well, it wasn't a my sport event, but Biff and I went to the 2010 Olympics. But he's come to one of the NFL things and a NASCAR yeah. thing that I've done. I do some some armed forces stuff and some USO stuff and I'm going to have to host and do these things so that's what started me back in this like reluctantly a few years ago, just before go I was supposed to go on six tours in 2020 uh, with a filmmaker buddy of mine, and I was I couldn't find any open mics anywhere I mean I at what you know it's funny I, I was driving to my parents. And on the way, there's a there's a little bar restaurant and it's like open mic on Tuesday. No drummers, no comedians. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like
3: well,
2: and I'm a drummer in a punk band, Mike. And I'm like, why didn't <laughs> they sign just say fuck off, Jacques? You know, open mic, fuck. But we could, but now, so my wife goes to see a show at Ralph's this past summer and she comes home and goes, Oh, they have I just saw the flyer on the wall there on Tuesday. And so I have a buddy who lives in the area and we, we met there on Tuesdays. And then after two or three mics, I heard, Oh, there's another one here. And you're right. Uh, uh, Mike, there is a quote unquote scene in Worcester where there, Uh uh,
3: there,
2: there's five or six well-known mics. And I've done, I've done mics at four places out there. And what's funny is I'm going to say, there's 10 core guys that i'll see 7 or 8 of those guys and it's always guys i've seen if if i've done 20 open mics in worcester in the last 5 months I, you can count the number of women or people of color on one on one hand, <laughs> uh, and, and like uh, you know, I, I I talk about it on the podcast, Mike. I call it you know the proud boy light punching down comedy hour. You know wow. where, where somebody where somebody's going to get up, unfortunately, who looks like me or you, right? You know what I mean? Like a, a, a mid a mid thirties guy, you know, who within the first thirty seconds is Doubling down on misogyny, <laughs> homophobia, oh. like just the war. I mean, and one guy who runs a mic, like there was a woman there a, a few weeks ago. Her stuff was good. It wasn't going to fly in the room. She basically leaves in tears, and he's joking as she's going. It's like, you know, we haven't – he's like, oh, ever since I've been running this mic, we've not had a woman come back twice. And I'm like thinking that's <laughs> – yeah, that's not a bad room, and so and that's the same guy who told me about the safe. The first time I walk into a safe, <laughs> the first time I walk into a safe on the website, it says nine to midnight. It's oh, nine to one. It's open. So I show up at eight thirty, thinking I'm I'm early. It starts at eight thirty. I'm coming down the steps. Biff, there's maybe two or three women comedians. There's maybe four or five black dudes. There was a, a transgender woman went up that night that fucking killed absolutely killed and i'm like you know what yeah i this i'm going to make an effort to get to all of these and what's funny mike do you get out to worcester much do you know the mic's out at worcester either at ralph's or hitching post or beth's
1: yeah it's actually funny what you were saying about uh not being women there i don't think the mic's going on anymore but there was this mic that i used to go to and i don't know Worcester that great you know so like i park somewhere i get inside the place to go to the mic and i'm like uh where's the best place to park around here? And one of the comics is just like, oh, just park at the Planned Parenthood place right behind here. (laughs) And then I go back there, and I don't know if they were both Planned Parenthood. There was more than one Planned Parenthood place at the same street, you know? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Wormtown is a bro's town. It, oh it
0: is dude it, i didn't realize you know i spent a little bit of time there i didn't realize you know i didn't really realize that when i was there so.
2: yeah but you were on assignment you you know what i mean you yeah, weren't i get
0: it i get it you know
2: you know you went to ralph's and stuff but you know but that's more and and that, that wasn't that,
0: because that was the only thing open
2: right and and the, and the guy who hosts that mic is a. and it's funny you know i've i've something about worcester and, and I, tell me if you've noticed the same thing mike like people are are clawing to be like king of worcester like like (laughs) they don't they don't like i've talked to a couple guys at the mics because you're there early and stuff and i've talked to people who are like you know look i like talking to people and mike i do a lot of like consulting with businesses and and stuff like that and 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 different different i hey what what do you do Where's it going? I mean, I listen to podcasts about how I built this and you know companies and stuff. I like, so I like talking to people. It's like, why are you doing this? Where are you going with this? You know what what's you know what's happened? And the number of guys who have been like, yeah, in a couple and a year or so, I hope to be a regular at, and they'll mention like one or two breweries to do a book show, like like their version of Mondo comedy type thing and that's it like that they they're like yeah that i you know if i could do that that's 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 reaching for the sky man that's you know and
1: a few of the palladium is the palladium still around even
2: no actually the palladium is And biff i am going to the palladium in a few weeks to see tragedy and um and metal school i'm sorry steel panther steel Steel Panther. panther, yeah but no i mean mike these guys are like like um you know navigation brewery there's a couple of those in worcester to do a monthly show and these guys it's like they're clawing to get that, and and that's what and the number and the number of the guys who don't have license you know what i mean it's like you know or, or or it is it's just worcester i i go to worcester i've been going there because of the double mic. Because on Monday, I can hit Hitching Post at 7 and get over to Best at 8.30. But now, like you said, Mike, there's so many more mics. Uh, the, the mic in Somerville you're talking about, that Nick's Nick Nick Han? Am I – I, am Oh, I'm, yeah,
1: yeah. In Somerville, Nick Han and Paul Boric.
2: And then I – so it's funny because when I was at Mondo Comedy, somebody mentioned uh, – have you ever done The Jungle in Somerville?
1: Yeah, yeah. I haven't been there in a while,
2: but yeah. It, uh, so I don't know if I just hit it on a certain night but last Tuesday Biff I get to the I couldn't get out of the house I just <laughs> my whole thing is like yeah. if yeah. I get up first second or third at the safe and, and my rule of thumb look I'm staying for three or four people after me you know if if I'm fourth or fifth and, and and you know I'm always gonna stay for a few but I can still get out go drive the 40 minutes and hit another mic but I couldn't get out of the house. I get to the safe. I'm 18th on the list, which means you're really 19th because the host right, right, does right. five minutes first. I'm like, OK, that's that's six yeah. minutes with the changing of, you know, each comic in between They're that's five minutes. hours. Right. So I do the math. I'm like, you know what? That that list doesn't go out. Till nine in yeah. Somerville. So if I leave now instead of doing this, yeah. I'll go there. I'll get home at the same time, but I'll have the benefit of doing a mic I've never done, and a room right. I don't know. Any- so Mike, I don't know if when you went out there it was any different. <laughs>
1: I don't. I remember going out to Worcester, just going out to Worcester for like work and stuff. And I mean, Lowell's not a great place either. I mean, I love it. I go around like Boston and stuff, and I mean. Lowell's a punchline in itself. Like I I don't people <laughs> laugh just saying I'm from Lowell, but going out to Worcester, man, it's like seeing the people or like the street people like you drive by and just see the people walking down the street. It's like it's like a time warp. They're like from the nineties. Like I swear to God, I saw people wearing like a fucking a bugle boy shirt or fucking no, like that's like Bugle Boy. I
2: wow. when I when we first moved back to this country, I, I I as a favor ran the arena football team for a season. Right, right, and, right, right, right. Yeah, and I and, and I like they called somebody, I don't know how they got my number, but they called and I went in thinking I'm gonna have a meeting. I'm gonna consult on Game Day Entertainment. That's all it was. Right. I drove out there thinking it's gonna be a a, a consult. And then after about like twenty minutes like the owner's like okay so are you are, are you in i'm like in on what it's like I, and then i i ran the whole team and i got to know some worcester people and and oh my god mike did you fucking call it it's like you know it, it, if you i don't know if you know aaf but my wife always joked about this radio station every fucking time we would come back from la it's the same eight songs <laughs> every I mean there it stopped it, it Worcester yeah. stopped and not in the cool part of the 90s it's like 90 you know after the cool opening the when the 80s bled into the early 90s and and and, and new Wave became grunge uh, but then gave way to like Hooney and the blowfish that's that's. <laughs> Worcester is a hoodie in the blowfish phase wow of, of, of that no but wow. Mike with the jungle I went out the other night and I don't know when you did the jungle it wasn't officially a gay mic but it was unofficially a gay mic the other night and
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: and and so I walked in the place it's tiny a lot of pride flags very comfortable a uh, lot of great looking young dudes uh, and I'm sitting there you know and the first guy goes up yep yep all about being gay like the first four or five people who went up it's all about you know so I'm on Grinder the other day and I'm like oh my god and I'm looking at my set list I'm thinking okay this is all jokes about how awful my kids are and and, and you know Having discussions with my wife of 20 years, um, who has a vagina, and I'm like thinking, this isn't going to fly. And the guy who went up before me, uh, it was plus the mic was dead. Mike, it was brilliant. It was the guy who went up before me, friends with the host. She's joking with him before he comes up. She she says he has a big show coming up at Midway Cafe. He's headlining. Blah blah blah. Dude, he gets up there, and thankfully his first. 15-20 seconds is telling the people in the back of the room to shut the fuck up because because <laughs> I mean it's a small room it, it was busy but you could hear the people at the bar chattering more than on the day and I'm like okay good I don't have to be the asshole who does that this time and then he does a joke it's good crickets you know <laughs> he does a joke he does two minutes two and a half at best he's like you know what I'm done. And even the host, she's over at the bar getting a drink. She's not ready to do the handoff. And then when she comes up to the mic, she goes, well, go see him next week or whatever. It's going to be three times longer than that. It's a half hour. Set, <laughs> and, and then I have to go up. And it's like I knew it was going to be awful. And I was texting Joe. And I'm like – and I put it I put it on, on Instagram. I'm like, okay. Before I went in, I'm like, hey, blah, 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 this is blah, blah. And then afterwards, I put like a meme of a of a cartoon airplane on fire going down. Um, <laughs> you know, the only joke that landed was the opening one when I'm like, look, I know you're all looking at me like you're disapproving dad. Let's get something. St- <laughs> I'm like, let's get something straight. Unless your mom went to Fitchburg State and had large breasts in the early 90s. I'm not your dad. Now, I am disapproving don't get me wrong you know and that and that got a laugh and then i'm like you know what i got this thing coming up uh, i'm doing bogus's show in a couple weeks and i need to get these bits down in my head and i need to get the cadence and i record it and and i'm spacing it and i'm like okay this was a this is a 45 second thing with three swings at the um at the bat and it's like you know so so that but have you had those those Mike? Where you like you just know your stuff and that room ain't going to work, but you, you <laughs> go you, you go through the motions.
1: Yeah, I mean that's kind of the thing about Boston too. Boston rooms can be weird. Um, you just kind of got to feel out the room and stuff too. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't know. Even kind of just comedy wise, I don't know. Just me. You- just thinking of comedy you always think of the boston comedians like oh i don't know fill in the blank fucking louis you were saying you're familiar with dennis leary fucking just like i don't know but you think of the stereotypical boston towny guy and then you go to the city and then it's just college kids from fucking all over the country and that's what
2: I mean, a lot of the audiences on book shows are it's just... No, it, it and it, it is funny, like you said, Lowell is forty five minutes from everywhere, but everywhere Worcester is completely different than if Worcester is, is forty minutes to the west, Boston's forty minutes to the east, and it's like going to different countries as far as mics go. You go up, you know, you go forty minutes to Manchester, New Hampshire, and, and, and kind kinda of that's the good thing. You you're hitting all these different mics and it is not from Mike to Mike to Mike. Well, the mics in Worcester are, are similar. The mics here are similar. The mics there, but it's nice that you can hit basically five different regional mics if you're willing to drive 45 minutes. Uh, do you have like two or three favorite mics that you like that you you really try not to miss, Mike?
1: Yeah, that'd be the safe on Tuesdays in Lowell, and probably in Strange Brew on Thursdays last night. I and it was, I was going to say when you were talking about different things to say, that's one of the reasons I think Manchester is kind of cool. And trust me, I'm apolitical. I don't give a damn about anyone's politics, if anything. I'm just. But New Hampshire is kind of red state ish. And say what you will, say what you like. One of the good things about conservative people is you get to. Let it hang a little more like the the people in New Hampshire sometimes are more willing to go on a ride with you, you know, if you're working something out or it might not be the most PC thing, you know, like, like you said, I mean, Boston and Massachusetts is literally known as the most liberal state in the union. You know, we do have our towny assholes, but then we are the most liberal state in the union. So, you know, it's all dependent on what kind of material you're doing too. you know? Yeah.
2: Well, Mike, we will let you get going to whatever whatever madness you have planned on. A, you know, no, actually, I'll, I'll ask you one more question. Yeah, when you have to have you have those nights where you know what? You're home from work, it's cold, and it's it's just you're settled in. You're fucking settled in. It's six thirty. It's quarter of seven. There's a Bruins game on. There's a Celtics game on. How you know, what do you use to say, okay, I there's no reason for me to leave this warm house <laughs> right. where there's a comfy chair, where the game's going on, where there's food in the fridge, so I can slog Across town, you know, and and, and and hang out for three hours with dumb old fucks like me, t- <laughs> with with long setups that go nowhere, so that you can tell you're five. What do you use to get yourself out of the house and into the car on those days?
1: I don't know. It is kind of like my hobby. Like I said, uh, trust me, it's all wishful thinking and maybe delusions of grandeur. I would like to make a living of it, but right now it is my hobby and like i said i'm 35 a bunch of my friends they're in fucking beer league softball or fucking pool leagues and dart leagues and shit if they're not just full-time parents and their kids of their lives you know like i you know it's where i am right now i'm 35 single with no kids and stand-up comedy is my hobby so you know if i'm not doing that it's probably not being productive at home, doing nothing unless maybe I am writing, but yeah, unless I maybe do join a beer league softball league. <laughs> you know?
2: So, so say that part about being 35 without kids again, one more time, just because I just want to let that euphoria wave. <laughs> you know, you know, oh, those were the days. So, you know, cause I, we, we didn't, we didn't start pushing out like, you know, dream squashers until I was 40. So, um, Oh Oh, oh, wow! So it is
1: possible. I'm thinking I'm over here shooting blanks.
2: Jesus! Oh God! God no! No! (laughs) No! Seriously, it's like yeah, no, it's like, but uh, but uh, but no, Mike. Thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you so much. Also, first of all, you know, you you were one of the first dudes at those mics who who, who kind of you know I, I i i don't know anybody in those rooms uh i i am i am let's to be honest honestly i'm old enough to be your dad i'm old enough to be <laughs> almost em- no seriously I, i'm old enough to be almost everybody's dad in there you know you know, Biff, it's just, it's just the way it is. But Mike was one of the first guys who came over and just like chatted me up and, yep. oh, you know, a couple of weeks go by. And like I said, then last night, you know, we hit two mics, you know, we, you know, t- together, which is nice to be able to yep. kind of, you know, and the mic in, in Manchester, he's like, yep. I hadn't been to it before. And he's like, nope, definitely. It's worth the drive up. So thank you for your kindness. Thank yep. you for your friendship. And seriously, thanks for being one of the funny motherfuckers. You know, yep. I mean, you make it fun to go to the mics, Mike.
1: Knock them dead, oh, Mike. No. Thank you. Thank both of you guys for having me on this tonight. This is awesome, man. I'd do it again anytime, too. And no, man, thank you. I just I try to be chill with everyone, you know, and especially meeting new people. I mean, we're all the same similar type of people. You know, there might be a few outliers here and there, but I don't know. All comedians are really kind of the same personality archetype, you know, where we're Probably more similar in ways than we're not, you know. So I don't know. Um, right.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it is true. There's traits. We're all dicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all dicks with unwarranted overconfidence, yet yet a hint of self-loathing. You know what I mean? <laughs> or at least the good ones. All right, this was great. Um, and and everybody. Uh, it's important to not forget.
1: I'm a big sports guy. Sports guy, degenerate gambler, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> We're here in my Mecca, New Hampshire. Like Ben said, I live in Lowell. I do. I happen to live a mile away from the Pelham border in New Hampshire. So, you know, I can't legally bet in mass, but I can go to McDonald's and loiter in the parking lot and steal Wi Fi, and it's 100% legal. But, you know, getting off on tangents here. But yeah, I like. I'm a sports guy. I like college sports, you know? I like college sports because I wanna know if I'm gonna send a death threat, I wanna make sure that that thing gets through. (laughs) For real, because whatever intern at Nike that's running LeBron's account, he ain't seeing all the knife emojis I'm sending them when you don't cover a point spread. (laughs) For the small forward, for the UNH basketball team, He don't take a dive, he's fucking hearing from (laughs) (laughs) Oh really, your major happens to be sports medicine? What a coincidence. I'm going to be waiting outside your dorm with a bat. (laughs) We'll see what we can do about this.